Welcome to My Views Are My Own bonus episode, My Reviews Are My Own, with special co-host and technical expert on this subject, Dominic Baker. Today we are reviewing a film that tried to fly so high, but much like the story of Icarus, it flew too high and melted its wings and had to crash land on the Las Vegas Strip, making $224 million at the box office against a budget of $75 million in 1997. I'm talking, of course, about Con Air, a heartwarming tale of an army ranger who returns home to Alabama after his last tour in Desert Storm and immediately beats three men to death at a bar where his girlfriend works and goes to prison. Starring Nicolas Cage, Dave Chappelle, John Malkovich, Ving Rhames, Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi, and John Cusack. Yo, were you saying that you thought uh, Danny Trejo was the best actor in the movie, or is that just because you like Danny Trejo as a person? I liked him as a person because I met him, and he was just totally cool. I kind of forgot he was in it, and when you sent me the, the link, I was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, when you sent me the link earlier this morning, I only had, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes of sleep, and I looked at the phone, and I was like, god damn it, I fucking hate Con Air. <laughs> it's funny, man, because after you, you hit me up and you said you watched it, and I hadn't seen that shit since I was, like, 17. And so I, I watched it again, and I was like, yeah. oh, dude, this is f- fucking stupid, man. <laughs> dude, I watched it three months ago for the first time ever. And it was one of those movies I was like, ah, I'm never going to watch that. It's just going to fucking piss me off. And then, yeah. And then they, <laughs> it, it fucking pissed me off. And like, and just thinking about Con Air just pissed me off, man. I, I had to get up and go. You know, I, I think we're going getting a little ahead of ourselves, though, because we are going to give them uh, we're we're going to like rate the movie and give it a chance to defend itself on, on some aspects. I would, I would say, I mean, like Danny Trejo, like there's certain actors in the movie that like stood, like they, they stood out against that script. Like Steve Buscemi, they gave him a terrible role. They gave him a terrible fucking script the bad lines. And I, I was still like, he's just good. He's just a good ass actor. You know, he's a great actor. I think all those guys just like got it for the paycheck. And I, I, I I'm sure they all cringe when they watch it. <laughs> Fuck Nicholas Cage, man. Oh, God, I can't stand him, man. He's a horrible actor. And, yeah, continue. Th- that was that came out, like, shortly before Dave Chappelle's career really took off. So it's, like, for him, probably at that point, he was like, oh, yeah, dude, this is a, you know, it's a big, big-budget movie. I'm going to get a good paycheck. Because this, I mean, what is that, like, four years before Chappelle's show? And, like, yeah, I think it oh. came out even before Half-Baked. So, like, that was probably, like, the biggest shit he'd done. It was a great opportunity, but it, like, yeah, even like Dave Chappelle would probably watch that and cringe and be like, oh man, I was just, I don't know. It, it seemed kind of like his his uh, typecasting was almost a little racist or some shit. I don't know. It was, it was super it was, fucking, that whole it, movie was super fucking racist. And I almost was like, at first I was like, oh, is there like some like uh, trans representation in this movie? And then like, no, it's just like, a bunch of jokes about the one trans character that are like really awful. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Cliches just all over the place. And I mean, I'm sure like you could take like a couple of bong hits and like watch it live, but fucking not me. Like I just have to. Like, I'll break the TV, dude. Well, I mean, even like Ving Ving Rhames character is like he, he's supposed to be a Black Panther, but they, they don't want to say that, so they call him. He's, they say he's one of the Black Gorillas. Like that's the fucking the god. like uh black like power group he's in or whatever. Oh my god! That he's like I don't know, man. 
I didn't catch that, but that's fucking racist as hell, dude. It's fucking dude. shit. Yeah, man. Who made that movie? I, I like. Was that like uh, who, who made that movie? Uh, fuck. I somebody. I, I the I looked. I read the director's name earlier, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. The racist Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Chinese <laughs> bullshit. Like, like, give me your money. Big explosions. Connor. Racist, stereotypical 1990s action movie. And that's, it was so weird back then. Like, I was going to say one of the weirdest decisions they made was to make Nicolas Cage the main character. Because honestly, if he had been replaced with someone else, I think that movie could have worked. No, the country accent, dude. Yeah, exactly. He watched Forrest Gump and he was like, okay, that's how fucking hillbillies talk. I got this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want my buddy to die of diabetes, and that's why I'm going to stay on the plane. Like, <laughs> all right, man. We're going to come back to this because I did. Obviously, the the main reason we were doing this movie is because you hit me up and you said that you watched this piece of shit. But then that's when I got the idea that like we should review it together because uh, you actually were on a con, yeah. you know, on on Hawaiian Con Air, mm-hmm. and uh, I was yeah. wondering if you got. Do you have any uh any stories at all, like from your experiences doing doing that shit? That like, you know, in real life, what it's really like, John, without a uh, Nicholas Cage or John Malkovich. Okay, so my brother. He had a, a business that transported prisoners. It was a private business because basically U.S. Marshals couldn't uh, fly a few hundred fucking prisoners every day to Hawaii. And his business, I mean, God, he made so much fucking money, dude. It was insane. Uh, yeah, there's like government contracts, right? Like Government contracts, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he was like, let's go to Hawaii. I want you, I'll pay you. You can take pictures. And we'll put them for the website and all that shit. Oh, and so you're so, like a photographer. That, like, yes. Your role. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it's wild because like, uh, you know, I just leave the shirt on and like, I think he gave me some like cargo shorts or some shit. And everyone else looked official as fuck, except yeah. for me. <laughs> and we, we roll up to Memphis and they're loading all these prisoners and they're cuffed, you know, just like Con Air, you know, like, to each other and like uh, wrist and then around the waist and the feet. And they're walking real slow. I mean, they'll like, beat down and shit. And it's just, it was a wild experience, man. Like 36 hours. We flew from Memphis to Cincinnati, landed in, on the ice. Then I think I, we dropped like two prisoners off and then went to Phoenix. Then the big island. And then Waikiki. And then we partied in Waikiki and flew back to Memphis and drove back to Nashville. Were you like like talking to those dudes or like were they all just yeah. kind of like or they no. was it kind of like, like a school bus trip where they're like no one's allowed to talk type shit? Yeah, basically my brother was like, well, they can talk to them, you know. A lot of those guys are about to get out. Yeah. They're they're flying to Hawaii because they're about to get out. They you know, they're not gonna cause any trouble. I remember so, saying, it was kind of like with how in Con Air, like why he was on that plane because like, they were flying him back to Alabama because that's where he was. Yeah, extraditing. Yeah, so, like all the dudes, like all the dudes that somehow got in trouble and that were from Hawaii were just getting flown back to where they're from. Yes, yeah, that was super weird because like a, like an extradition to where like you have like one guy who's getting out and you have like all these fucking serial killers. They don't really do that shit. Yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> but, I was gonna bring that up in fucking Con Air, man. I was because it's like uh, 
first, first of all, Nicolas Cage gets a seven-year prison sentence for killing some dudes in a bar fight. And then, like, which is, like, the way they portray it, too, it's, like, clearly it's self-defense. Like, because they yeah. attack him with, like, broken beer bottles and shit. And he, like... But then the judge says that... He, judge he, was, like, he was in the army, so his fists are deadly weapons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, being in the army doesn't make your hands into deadly weapons. It's fucking ridiculous. Like... Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, I know, like, I think Bruce Lee maybe did some shit like that, like, as a, like, as a stunt. But, uh, basically... Back to the uh, the real shit. Yeah, yeah. We uh, sat up front with the female prisoners, and that was like first class. And basically, like the security guards, all they really did was feed the prisoners and take them to uh, to the bathroom. You know, that's 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 all you do. You know, yeah. God, so goddamn uh, uncomfortable, man. Because like I, I hate flying as it is, but like. A 36, if you were like one of the prisoners that was like there for the full 36 hours, just sitting there, like uh-huh. chained up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, actually, they, they didn't fly 36 hours. We did because we went back and forth. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a long flight, but I actually like it's way, way quicker because, uh, charter flights, they just fucking book it, dude. We got back. All right. We flew from Waikiki to Memphis in like six hours. Holy fucking shit, was, dude. Yeah, yeah. Last time I flew to Hawaii from Nashville, it took like... Five hours. I can't even remember. It felt like... It felt like days, dude. And I, mean, I know it was It was like probably like nine hours, ten hours. Yeah, I tripped out about that. Um, so, like, uh, that the security can't have guns. They have tasers and all that shit. Uh, there is that, like, big school bus with that fucking dude in the... You know... <laughs> the black top with the fucking shotgun and machine guns and shit because yeah. they're they're the prisoner guards or whatever you know like and basically you land sign a sheet they walk in take off go and uh yeah it, we had the flight attendant and the flight attendants weren't allowed to cross this one line basically like if we're first classes they couldn't even step into first class oh shit yeah they would pass the food to the uh employees and they would give it to the prisoners yeah man yeah. i mean because like you, you never know what someone might fucking do like do i wonder how your brother figured yeah, out that business man like it just because yeah. I, I remember like when i met him like i knew him for years and i had no idea that's what what he did for a living like i had no idea he had like a prisoner transport company yeah he worked for uh americorps and they were like a monopoly they're the only like transport company and he's just, you know, he's smart. He's an entrepreneur. And he's like, fuck, dude, I can make like five million in a year doing this. He's like, I can just do the exact same thing and just do it, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, made contacts, made connections. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you don't just start off with the airplanes. Like, it's like. You start out with a bus, probably, right? Vans, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, fuck, dude. I could have came back with like five pounds a week. <laughs> you know? Like, the, the craziest hustle, dude, to be like. Doing prisoner yeah. transports and like bringing like bricks through at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you're, that, skipping, that, you're skipping all that uh, TSA that, shit, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, and and all everyone, you know, like everywhere we landed, he was like, "Hey, what's up? What's up?" And he was fucking wearing flip flops and fucking jams. Like, I'm ready to go to fucking Hawaii, with my brother. Fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude. I just like I just finessed the most ridiculous Hawaii Hawaiian vacation. 
<laughs> but yeah, when we landed, like the flight attendants, like they went out and partied with us, man. Like we're the Denny's, like blew a bunch of cash. It was crazy, dude. I got ripped. But then you're like, oh my god, I gotta fly back with prisoners again. Oh, so you had to bring prisoners back from Hawaii? I thought you just yeah. like got to Hawaii and kicked it, and then just came back and like laid back. We were there for maybe 12, 15 hours. I don't know, dude. We are like the best movie reviewers ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's let's score this fucking movie. All right, so all right, man. Uh, where were we with him? Uh, he's got the deadly weapons fist. He goes to prison for seven years. He gets paroled. They put him on a fucking jet with all the world's most notorious criminals. And uh, I think it's time to begin our rating system, man. Because uh, for this film, yeah. there are three categories: uh, one for acting, two for uh, well, one for acting, one for plot, and one for action. Well, I don't know. You want to start with acting real quick? Because I, I honestly feel like even with I mean, obviously, Nicolas Cage was the worst actor in the movie. Obviously. That's, yeah, every movie. And I want to say, man, I like John Malkovich in it, but he was just playing John Malkovich like he always does. Yeah, <laughs> right? But like, you can say, I'm John thing. Malkovich, but this time I'm a criminal. Dave, Dave Chappelle was probably the best actor because he had to play that fucking, like, you know, Hollywood, it's, it's a soul killer, man, you know? I mean, that's Dave Chappelle's specifically... Honestly, you know that he has a speech. That's probably his David, fucking he, heart downfall. He went fucking insane and shit. He's like, I should have never done Con Air. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I was thinking because he he made some kind of cryptic shit about Hollywood, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think he was talking about Con Air. I think Con Air was what made him fucking like quit Chappelle Show and leave the country. He couldn't stop thinking about how fucking bad that role was. You can't bury that shit, man. It's gonna come out at you like at night. He probably like wakes up at night, so like, like God, God, <laughs> I feel like we're not gonna be able to give these people a great rating on acting. Even even like John Cusack, I was like, I hated his character. <laughs> oh, just oh yeah, fuck him. I mean, what do you want to give it on out of five stars for the acting in this movie? I forgot he was even in. John Cusack is like the main cop. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, he, used to, he like stole a car up in there, like, yeah, but, yeah. And then he's like in an Apache helicopter. He's the one that shoots down the plane, or actually, the, the guy from Star Trek uh, Next Generation is like also a, like he's the head of the DEA. Can't remember um, that the Irish guy, the Irish guy yeah. from from Star Trek Next Generation. He's like a yeah. evil DEA agent. Yeah, he's got, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, man, uh, I, I'm gonna give acting a two point two and a half stars. What do we say, man? Can we live with that? Up. Just because of Steve Buscemi and uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, they carried it. Yeah. Also, I mean, Danny Trejo. I mean, like, he was just Danny Trejo. He didn't like. Okay. He didn't disappoint yeah. me. Danny's awesome. Like, I I met him at some whack ass fucking comic like convention, and my daughter was like dancing as Deadpool. Yeah. And everyone was watching that shit, you know. And like, I was standing there, and Danny came up behind me, and he's like, "Hey, that's your family, man." I'm like, "Yeah, man," you know. What's up? That's <laughs> cool. It's important to me, you know. I like it, and and you know, we just fucking like talked about weird shit. I don't know. Um, yeah, he seems like a cool guy, man. Like just from what, like from what I've heard, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was like a really bad like comic convention, and he was bored off his ass, and his daughter was there. He's like, "This is my daughter," you know, and, and he wanted a picture. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So I, awesome. I remember the because uh, that video. 
I guess you put it on YouTube with like uh, of your daughter dancing at that convention, and she was that like kind of like she was like kind of break dancing and like drawing like a whole crowd. Oh, that was Dragon Con. Oh, that was Dragon Con. Okay, that must have been something. Different. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was the same. Yeah, around the same. She's time. just like the most entertaining thing at every comic convention is like the kid dancing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit. Give it a three because of Danny. I don't. All right, Danny Trejo. If you listen to this, man, you earned that that third star because we weren't going to give it. <laughs> yeah, right, man. Let's let's get into plot real quick because this is first of all the fact that he his hands are deadly weapons is fucking stupid. The fact that he's on the plane is fucking stupid. His uh, motivation for not getting off the plane is that his cellmate has diabetes and he doesn't want to leave him alone. Oh yeah, his bubble gum, motherfucker! Fuck, they ripped off Forrest Gump. <laughs> Oh yeah. no! I'm recycling. Oh shit, man! You, you kind of just you did call it out, dude. Like, fucking, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage was Forrest Gump, and uh, Baby O was uh, Bubba. He's like, I'll have to get, I'll have to get. First, I'll have to save my friend's diabetes by not getting off this plane, and then I'll have to get to Jenny. <laughs> I, mean, I, I want to bring up a scene, and I feel like this is this is uh. This has got to be the worst thing that's ever happened in Dave Chappelle's career. So Dave Chappelle gets, like, trapped in the landing gear and dies. And uh, Nicolas Cage finds him and, like, writes, like, help, uh, the plane is hijacked on, like, Dave Chappelle's T-shirt and throws him out of the plane. And then Dave Chappelle, like, falls to earth and, like, lands in a city. And people find him and, like, read the message on his shirt. And I'm like, dude, a human body would explode. If you threw it out of an airplane and it uh-huh. landed in like the middle of like an intersection, uh, this this movie makes me so fucking mad. All right, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, something that you you had told me earlier that, that like, pissed you off the most, and I'm gonna agree with it, is that first of all, we both love Steve Buscemi, and they make him like the the serial child murderer. And then there's a scene where he like goes and has like when they land in some like uh, trailer park town for a minute. Like he goes and has like a tea party with some little girl and he doesn't kill her. And so we're supposed to like start rooting for him as like a good person. Exactly. And then, exactly. And then at the end of the movie, he's the only prisoner that escapes. And they like the last scene is him like shooting craps in a casino in Las Vegas, like winning. And we're like, ha ha ha, I guess I get a second chance. <laughs> God, man. You know, I, I kind of thought about that. Like after we talked about it, like how just ominous that is. And, and like at the end, it's like, like yeah, he's free. Like, they make a special point at the end that like Nicolas Cage will not let any criminal go, and he goes on a motorcycle chase and chases like a fire truck f- with fucking like Bing Rames and uh, yeah, and John Malkovich just to like for justice. But at the very end, they're like the dude that in the movie said like he like cut some little kid's head off and wore it as a hat for like while he drove through three states. Like at the end, they're like, isn't it funny that he escaped? Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe it's like the greatest fucking movie ever. Maybe it's like, hey, this is fucking Hollywood. It's like some fucking Stanley Kubrick shit. You know? Yeah, they're like, ultimately, like they were like, there is no justice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We throw crackheads out. Fucking forgot. Don't they make Dave Chappelle's character actually a crackhead? Isn't like that one of his fucking pro- like things with him? Yes. Yes. Oh, like I forgot about that, dude. That movie is fucking racist, dude. I'm in, uh, on plot. Where do you want to? Where do you want to land on plot? <laughs> I'm gonna let you take the reins on this one. Burn. What? <laughs> Crash and burn. Plot. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, it's I'm gonna give it like at least a, a two because you can you can follow the plot like I like a true like a true really bad like some of the things like Steven Seagal makes now like you can't even fucking figure out what the plot is. It's just Steven Seagal walking around being like, "Hey y'all, I don't fuck with these motherfuckers." Like that. That's all a Steven Seagal movie is now. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So yeah. So I, at least you have to give this at least something like a two and a half because you know like a, you can. It's like it's a story that like a twelve-year-old boy would have written, but I understand it. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'll give it just a just a one, really. <laughs> you know, like, but, but but now, but now, hold on. The the underplot that we just the whole conspiracy of like Hollywood, you know. And I'm gonna go ahead and say like I think it's it's cool that you're thinking outside the box. But yeah, I can yeah. I can say with some some pretty with some certainty that the people that made this film were not trying to be deep. <laughs> it was some knockoff fucking wannabe Michael Bay shit, honestly, dude. Yeah, I mean, like I, I feel like Michael Bay just used that as a blueprint for all his movies. You're right, though. Like it does it, it does have like a these are the origins of Michael Bay. All right, well that takes us to the third category, man, and that's action. Speaking of Michael Bay, since that's like his whole wheelhouse. Fuck, I don't know, man. There were some okay action scenes, but it was it was it was too much. We needed more plot, you know. But it was action packed. Like, yeah, it, if you want action, if you're a junkie, fucking just watch it. Yeah, this is like this is like everyone in the Trump administration like loved this fucking movie. They're like, yeah, man, this is this is America. Oh god, he was probably watching it, fucking get amped up and shit before his speech to storm the Capitol. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me tell you about a movie I watched called Conair. That's good. It's about a, a, a very unfair movie where a white man goes to jail. He was a hero. He should not have gone there. But then he kills all of the black people and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was Dude, that's, that's Donald Trump reviewing Con Air. It's honestly, we could have just done that at the beginning and got cut straight to the chase. That's great. No, but it's okay. He actually has a, back, uh, he has a black friend with diabetes. So he's actually not racist. <laughs> I can't do Donald Trump. I was joined you. Like he's, he's like Donald Trump's whole thing. He's like after he saw that movie, he's like, all I have to do is have one black friend with diabetes, and I'm fine. I'm not racist. God, I'm so glad I don't have to fucking talk or think about that, dude. All he had, what he did instead is he found like uh, Ben Carson. He's like, well, this guy's got narcolepsy. That's close enough. <laughs> I mean, isn't it nice to not like wake up and think about that fucker? You know? Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that dude fucking sucked all right man uh let's give this thing a final score we should have come up with a some kind of rating system besides just stars something we can be like yeah we didn't learn anything so i don't know i learned a little bit about you going to hawaii and getting paid on a prisoner transport flight they landed in vegas roll the dice baby you can do anything in vegas you can crash a fucking plane yeah it, okay i'll give it uh Oh, fuck man it just makes me so mad uh, I'll, like I'll, I'll say like two and i'll like hang up and just get like, fuck i should have said 1.75 fuck that hang on here oh man you're out there man nicholas cage you're out there we know who you are yeah nicholas cage we know that your fucking uncle francis ford coppola put you in this movie yeah <laughs> Actually, no, before we go there, man, i did want to ask this i was and i because i was racking my brain for this i was thinking that the movie could have been better if instead of Nicolas Cage, if it had been uh, like some other actor who was in his prime in 1997, I was having a hard time thinking of people like someone that could have done an action role. 
but also acted at the same time. Bill Gibson. Uh, Bill Gibson would have actually probably been, you know, like he's like a person who's like racist in real life, but can like kind of get better on screen. Anyway, whatever. Fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and say that we basically rated it somewhere in the realm of a movie we think Donald Trump would like because it's around his intellectual level and it's real fucking racist. So this movie gets rated a Donald Trump favorite. All right, man. Thanks for being on the bonus episode, homie. All right, brother. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. It was great.